Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, from farts to parts, God from Bilbo Baggins <laughs> to you're not dragon. You know what's sad is that I realized that I have to, I was like, ooh, I came up with 10 more. And then I was like, how many of these do I have to do? And then I was like, a hundred thousand. I have to come up with one for every song, <laughs> literally. Anyway, from rap to rock, from silver ball to new kid on the block, where it's all been done, the podcast. The I'm Saker, and I am legend. I'm Evan, and I've never met a goose I didn't think I could kill. Really? Is that true? Yeah, they're geese. Do geese scare you? They're geese scare the shit. No. Okay. I was afraid of geese. Uh-huh. But I'm not anymore because they're fucking, they weigh like 20 pounds. Yeah. At, even the biggest one. They're all fluff, man. But they snap. They hiss and they snap at you, but you're five times bigger than them. Yeah. And you weigh a ton more. So they. I used to be, like, they do that like, and they yeah. come at you. And I kind of like take a couple of steps away, but now I just fucking face them down. Really? And like raise my hands over my head. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> and they just, they back off every time. Have you I'm like, been... I'll break your fucking neck, Canada goose. <laughs> Have you been bitten by a goose? No. Really? they always run away. Wow. Well, like they got that long neck. I'm like, I could snap that in half. Oh, yeah. I'd tear your goddamn head off. You ain't I, messing with me. <laughs> if, if this were a video game, that would be the blinking weak point. Yeah, like, I feel like like a karate chop I was, is never is never a viable combat strategy yes. in any case. But like as a goose comes at you, just yes. like, right? I was just thinking if you karate chopped a goose's neck, it would die instantly, right? <laughs> you just take its head right yeah, off. Yeah, you would either take its head off or it would not be able to breathe anymore. <laughs> PETA's going to be all over us for this episode. Well, I mean, but Canada geese are still protected, right? They're like the the big uh, are they, poster child. Are yeah. they endangered? They they used to be. And now they're everywhere. That was a, it's a big, they've come back so hard. Because it's still illegal to like kill them, I think, during a certain, unless it's like a certain season or something. Like you can't kill them. Are they overpopulated? Is I, don't, that... I don't know. Hmm. I don't know a lot about them. Well, I know I, they're called Canada geese and not Canadian geese. That's all. I did not know that. Yeah. That's my favorite Benny Lady song, Canada geese. That's a geese. Yeah. <laughs> we, we rag on Canada dry too much. Um, That's the only song I know. <laughs> uh, I think that in a self-defense situation that the Extinction Committee... <laughs> Or whatever they're called would probably understand you're killing them a Canadian goose. Well, Canada I don't think goose. they would ever. No, they they, are, they they understand the combat potential of a Canada goose, so <laughs> they would be. There is no situation that would be self defense for me. Let me tell like, you. Why that. didn't you just brush it away? <laughs> why didn't you just yell at it? Why didn't you? You just snapped his neck off. <laughs> snapped his neck off? Jesus, that's a way more. Well, that's what I would do. I would kill it and I throw it in the road because right. then it would just get hit by a car. Like someone would run it over, and that's just right. hiding the evidence, right? Holy shit. Let me tell you the phrase that you just said that I really enjoyed, which was the... Oh, shit. Rewind the tape. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the combat prowess of a Canada goose, which is a great band name. Yeah, it's a great album like title. The, the fucking uh, Saiyans come down from space and they like click their little thing and it's like combat <laughs> ability and it's not even a number. Four, yeah. <laughs> I don't think... I think like the turtle had like a 10 or something. Could a baby... Would a baby get killed by a goose? Probably. Could a goose strangle someone with its neck? I don't could think so. I don't think so. I bet, but a goose could like, I bet a dedicated goose, like a malicious goose. Could kill a baby. Could kill a baby. I mean, their heads are soft. One good peck into yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Let's talk Luke specifically versus my, 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 your son. <laughs> my son versus a Canada goose. That seems terrible to me. Um, I, I think if the goose was trying to kill him, I think it, 
could, but it would be a long and really brutal and terrible fight, and it would make me feel so oh. bad. To... Thank you, Saker, for bringing this up. You're behind the glass wall, like uh, oh, Wrath God. of Khan This is really, this is really right. pushing Here, my let's, keep, let's go to this. The age-old question, of course. You could kill a goose. I could easily kill a goose. How many geese is so many geese that you would die? I've actually thought about that. Oh, I'm like, you? how many geese do I think I could kill? Yeah. At what point do they overwhelm you? Um, I would say I could probably kill if they're... Okay. Here's the question, though. Are the geese, like, part of a hive mind or something? Are they all coming at me, like, no. together? Like, they, they're, like, coordinated? Or are they just, like, geese? Is it, like, a kung fu fight where they, like, they attack me one at a time? Yes. Or... Well, no, no, okay, one so at a time. No, no, they're, no. they're trying to swarm me. They swarm you. They hate me and yes. they want me to die. Yes, 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 yes. But they don't have any, like, coordination? You have a breadstick in your pocket and you don't know it. Well, I don't... Okay. Um... <laughs> I don't know, I think I could kill easily a dozen geese. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I feel like at 20, like, not that I couldn't take 20, but I would start to panic, and my panic would, would I would trip, or I would... Yeah, I because would... a goose, like, other birds, I think, would be more dangerous because they have beaks. Yeah. Like, a goose's beak isn't, get, like, if I'm wearing glasses, I think I'm safe from a goose boot beak. <laughs> yes. And they're little, they don't have claws or talons right. or anything, and they're just going to buff at me with their stupid, dumb goose wings, which right. I could, if I get a hold of, I'm just going to break off. Right, but you're in an infinite goose wave machine. So geese will come at you until the end so of it's time. So like, it's like one of those, like, a uh, challenge mission, like the, the shooter yeah. challenge thing. So yeah. you, like, one goose comes at you. Yes. Two geese. Yes. Three geese, just in waves. Yes. So this... I think, I think I top out around a dozen. Yeah. Yeah, like, over a dozen, I feel like might be too many for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel like... Yeah, 20 is definitely top for me. I, I could probably take 15, I think. So in the future, when you get thrown into the Mad Max fighting <laughs> pin, like, geese. Hey, we have a segment that we're never gonna, we've never done before. We need to issue a correction. Oh, yes. We actually have a correction from last episode. Last week's podcast, yeah. Uh, it was brought to our attention that SMAP, SMAPU, is no longer a band. They broke up two years ago. So the new kids on the block are now the old kids way off the block. SMAP is gone. SMAP is gone. Not like any of our listeners cared, but we had to issue an official, it's an all been done correction. Exactly. Something we've never done before. But you know what? It's as important as this. Sometimes you got to do it. It's important. Um, uh, we're also going to do uh, our first ad. Our first ad. We're going to do our first ad this... where you don't waylay me the entire time. <laughs> And it ends in a minute. Oh, no. This this is an ad for, let's say, I don't know, Blue Apron. Oh, oh we're going to do a Blue Apron ad. <laughs> yeah, let's do a Blue Apron ad. Okay. So, I like Blue Apron. Uh-huh. Uh, because I don't, I'm not, I've never actually had a Blue Apron meal. Uh-huh. Uh, I like it because they come up on my feed, my Facebook feed and Instagram and stuff, and I see them, and I see, oh, that looks like a delicious meal. Mm -hmm. So, then I type in what it's called into Google, and it gives me the recipe for all of it, and then I just go buy the ingredients <laughs> myself. Yeah, but are they perfectly portioned? It's not hard to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. We're adults. <laughs> yeah. So I have... Blue Apron has given me very, very many free, delicious meals. Smart. Um, because I have... Free... Free recipes. Free recipes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I've gotten... Uh, when I don't know what to eat for dinner, I just go onto like the Blue Apron site and scroll through their menu. <laughs> Jesus. You Blue Apron. <laughs> and you know what, Blue Apron? If you would sponsor us... <laughs> we would we, I wouldn't. I wouldn't this. have to do this. So this is going to be our ads now. We'll just threaten like Blue Apron and Casper and Talkspace. And I don't even know who else advertises. <laughs> yeah, sure. Stamps.com. You know what's a really comfortable bed? Any of them that you buy at a bed store. <laughs> Like, I have a Sealy Prostorpedic. I thought Sealy Prostorpedic. What's the, like, just like a Serta bed yeah. that I bought when I was, like, for $300 when I was an undergrad. It has, like, a pillow top mattress. Yeah. I've had it for, like, 15 years. Great. Fine. Good sleep. Really? Yeah. I just flip, I just take care of it, flip it every time you, uh, you change the things. I, I mean. So screw you, Casper. <laughs> I don't need a, I don't need a, a manufactured, ethically sourced bed. <laughs> I, I, 
didn't know this whole bed delivered to your door thing was even a thing until podcast advertisements. Yeah, it like pops up. Well, yeah. And then I, I, I read about it and I was like, oh, we should get one because we were in the market for a new bed. And then, you know, I found out about it because of Lisa and then I did some research and I found there's a place called bedinabox.com that was cheaper and apparently better rated. So fuck you, Lisa. I bought a bed in a box <laughs> and it was great. Thanks a lot. Stamps.com. You know where else you can get stamps? Anywhere you mail letters. Literally, the grocery <laughs> store. Oh, yeah, you shit. A Squarespace? Guess what? Uh, guess we what? We don't need a website. Site. Websites are passe. We have a Facebook and a Twitter. Go yeah, fuck yourself. Free. Ads. Ads. <laughs> All right. So there's our segment we'll never do again. Called fuck you. So like these ads. guys are going to, we're going to get like cease and desist orders. Like, we're going to have to go back and edit this once Squarespace becomes a sponsor and cut all this out. I mean, I actually do have my website on Squarespace. So, really? Yeah. It's okay. Check out. I think mostly I keep it on there because I'm too lazy to redesign my site anywhere else. Why don't you plug your goddamn website at the end of our show? Because guess what? If someone's interested in me, they can Google my fucking name. They know your name is Evan. Good enough. <laughs> if they know me and they like me enough, I've dropped my name, my last name a couple times. Oh, have you? The, yeah. Oh, yeah, think in his mouth. <laughs> That's right. I there you go. So, yeah, if they want to. So, I don't pull people. I don't, I don't push people towards my work. I pull them. I just want to be a cool, fun guy who people want to know more about. I see. I don't need to plug anything. Besides anything that I plug here, like the stuff I do has no bearing on the right. naked ladies. And yeah, I no, have. absolutely so not. Why would anyone give a shit about <laughs> the other stuff I do? Cross because so, they like your personality and they want to support you. Google my name. Google my name. All right. Google my name. <laughs> Okay, so today we are talking about a Benedict Lady song. The Benedict Lady song in this podcast is Blame It On Me. Let's hear a little bit of Blame It On Me. Okay, blame it on me. Evan, do you like this song? Uh, this is the nadir of this album for me. The Ralph nadir? This no. is the safe? Nadir. <laughs> this is the greenest song in the album. This is the worst. This has completely supplanted box set as my least favorite song on this album. I did not like it, but I didn't think it was that bad by any stretch of the word. Put this in perspective. Uh-huh. He says... If all else fails, you can blame it on me. That's the chorus. Mm -hmm. Repeated five times. Mm -hmm. If all else fails, you can blame it on me. If all else fails, you can blame it on me. He also says it in the lyrics, I think two or three times. Yeah. And he does, the chorus is done three times. Okay. <laughs> so that's 15. If yeah. all else fails, you can blame it on me's. What? And I listened to this song a hundred times. <laughs> so I got to hear him say it 1,500 times. <laughs> you did not listen to this song a hundred... I listened to every song a hundred times. <laughs> you liar! You would go insane! <laughs> <laughs> I've seen men go insane for less. <laughs> yeah, so this, I just couldn't... And this song was... I think it's like four minutes long. Almost, it's a long it's one. It's close to four minutes long. And I figured out how long it takes and it was like 6.66 hours oh. which seems perfect to me for the <laughs> amount of hell that i was in listening to this God, song yeah three three minutes 54 seconds for this song this song is not only like boring musically for me i mean it was 
the lyrics just i thought that um i love you was my cre- like the creepiest song of the album yeah but this song is way creepier really yeah i fucking hated this one uh, out of the three songs we did in the last three weeks i think this one was the least offensive to me that's really funny. And actually, I, I wasn't big on it, but then I listened to it today just to refresh myself on all the songs, and I was like, this is a not bad song. I, I kind of like it. I'm going to be honest. Like The first time I listened to this song, I just looked up Blame It on the Rain by Millie Vanilli because they mentioned it, Yeah. and I just listened to that song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that is such a better song. And it's so much. that song is so much more on point for what this song kind of wanted to be. Like It was like fucking night and day. Yeah. This song to blame it on the rain because this song is just about a sad sack piece of shit garbage person who's like having a fight with a significant other and he's like, Man, you can blame it on me. Uh, you're going to do it anyway. And God, that fucking line, you think you're so smart, but I've seen you naked and I'll probably see you naked again. Bad. Bad. God damn, that's teeth grinding. It that really, made me. It's misogynist. In my it's, heart. It's like, fucking, yeah. Oh, you think you're so smart? Well, I'm going to have sex with you later. Yeah. You're so smart, but I've seen you naked. I'll probably see you naked again. Real weird. Whoa. I mean, again, the narrator of if the you are f- album is a shitty, selfish kid. And if you are framing it as they are writing them, writing it about that, that's one thing. But if they are these people and writing it from their perspective, that's a, that gives me. See, that's why I wanted to, to like two episodes ago. I wanted that distinction. Right. I, I, I truly don't think the Barenaked Ladies are this garbagey as people. God, I hope not. Uh, because uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, uh, the, the narrator is is a, a piece of shit in this song. Yeah, but I do think I, I think the way it references Millie Vanilli is interesting because first up. More references, like. <laughs> well, that's they throw that in. I don't have a problem with them. The references. I mean, this is. That's what culture is based on. Constant I do like references. Yeah, remixing and referencing. And... Hey, remember Muppet Babies? Yes. Hey, remember He Man? Yes. Hey, remember Barbie? I also liked Ready Player One. <laughs> is that what we're saying? I did not like Ready not Player One. Not even did I. Actually, yeah. I thought the book was whatever and the movie was bad. In any case, this is not a Ready Player One review podcast. I, Can we just review Bowman on the Rain instead? No, because okay. this song is okay. I think it's fun. All right, and this song, turn me around. When, when you push it against the parallel of Blame It on the Rain is interesting. Because mm-hmm. in, in Blame It on the Rain, I, I think Blame It on the Rain is, is, is about a man who is too prideful mm-hmm. and he, he breaks up with a woman who he loves. Um, uh, so, so, you know, um, so blame it on the rain because he's, he's not, he's too prideful to take responsibility, right? Yes. He has to blame it on something. The rain or the stars. In this one, I think it's different because well, obviously. While, 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 while that narrator is, is flippant about it. I think this narrator is, he's treating himself as a martyr, which I think are two very different mindsets. So I think the idea that he, he brings up blame it on the rain as a parallel to this song is interesting. I, 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 I thought it, it added a layer of texture to the song that wouldn't be there before. I thought it was, I thought it was a good piece of lyric writing. See you naked again. told you to blame it on the rain, but if you blame it on the rain, tell me what can be gained so. If all else fails, you can blame it on... <laughs> That's your response. <laughs> and Blame It on the Rain is written by someone about somebody else. Because it's like, Blame It on the Rain, it was fall and fall, and Blame It on the Stars that were shining down, whatever you, whatever you do, yeah. don't put the blame on you. So it's written by somebody, or I guess he could be referring to himself in second person, but I, but this song is written by somebody in first person about yeah. Blame It on Me. Yeah. So I guess that... Makes still another reason why Blame It on the Rain's better. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't. I haven't heard Blame It on the Rain. Let's hear a little bit of Blame It on the Rain. Don't feel the same. Time to blame it on- 
probably is a better song than this song. I mean, there's a reason that Blame It On The Rain is a cultural touchstone that, that people would still remember, mm-hmm. and Blame It On Me is not. I mean, but we're we're in the deep cut section of this album. I'm yep. sure on the Millie yep. Vanilli album, there was a deep cut section. And again, and again, I approve, I wholly, wholeheartedly approve of the album format. I feel like it allows artists to be more uh, experimental with their things. Like, they, you don't have to just shit out hits yes which is i mean that's one way of do- i'm not saying it's wrong to do it that way i feel like but i feel like albums allow for a bit more experimentation and a bit you can have songs like blame it on me that didn't resonate with me at all at all right period yeah but that's that's my fault yeah yeah yeah. as this song would uh i i, I think <laughs> perhaps that, i'm too prideful i think you are too prideful i think i should blame this on you i feel like i'm too proud to i just need to lower my Lower your standards. <laughs> and, and accept it. I, I I think it's interesting because I think that the the format in which we listen to albums has changed so drastically. Yeah, because now yeah. it's a shuffle. I mean, yeah, nobody yeah. listens to an album. Um, so I think it's interesting that this was sequenced after you know stuff like Enid and Be My Yoko Ono mm-hmm. and before the the very end of the album, the last three or four tracks that we're gonna get to at the end, which are a little more um vulnerable i think this mm-hmm. one is is not vulnerable at all even though the the narrator is acting like a martyr he's a shitty selfish person yeah. i i think the the woman in this might be selfish too do you think well she doesn't as usual right there's literally nothing about her yeah i mean and we're I, just assuming it's a woman we are seeing it through that's uh yeah you're right well we are seeing it we're, we're seeing her filtered through i'm assuming it's a her i'm sorry yeah but but we're seeing her filtered through through him like you know that so you want to play mind games you that know just, just reminds me of like a bunch of dudes i knew in college who were total shits yeah and it, it just pushed all my buttons lyrically. Yeah. It made me, I'm like, you're a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's funny. I mean, I think that it's a very college, you know, that, you my, know, my par- I've had sex with you. you I've, I've, I've conquested you. Like, it doesn't matter. My partner tells a story about one of these gentlemen. I won't name him, uh-huh. but he came in and he was, he had just gone on a date that had ended poorly yeah. because he's a piece of shit. And he had come in and he was like, I don't understand. Woe is me. Like sort of thing. He's like, I'm a nice guy. Why don't the women, I'm a nice guy. Why don't women treat me right? And another guy at the table was like, all right, Derv. I'm just going to call him Derv. All right, Derv, you're a nice guy. What else do you have to offer? That's literally the bare minimum to be a human being yeah. is being a good human being. What else do you offer a woman in a relationship? Well, he had well, no what answer. was he supposed to say? Like, I have textile skills? Or, you know, I, uh... I have an income? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, there's just lots of, there's lots of things you can offer, but like being a nice guy is just... Yeah, you're right. And that's, that's sort of a loaded statement too, because of the nice guy movement. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. But, but again, I mean, and we're going back to the idea of, 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 you know, the narrator entitlement. I mean, I, 100%. I see, see, I think the lens you're viewing this through is you're, you're looking at this as if it's a real person. I know. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't, yeah. again, I, I railed about taking, like taking them out of a historical context, like four episodes ago. Exactly. So again, I am a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like I even wrote like I, I really like the line so you think you're so smart but I've seen you naked I'll probably see you naked again because I feel like it tells so much about the narrator it's it tells it as a shit I know but it made me want to vomit yeah well of course it did I mean it's not nice it's not good but it's like okay it's like when you have an actor and it's always an like uh, I'm using act a male actor okay and you really like his work and then you find out he's a rapist okay that was like step one for me this song's just like it'd be like if Kevin Spacey just came out it's like I'm a rapist uh, like there's wait, no wait like, how is it that for you because this guy is obviously a terrible person. Right. And where you have like a Bill Cosby thing where you're like, oh, you're a nice guy. You know, you built your whole entire reputation on being good. And then, oh, wait, you raped a lot of women. That's terrible. But this is, this is not that. This is if like a good guy played a rapist in a movie. It doesn't. Like you're, you're, looking, at, you're looking at the character, not the actor with this song. 
You know what I mean? The bare naked ladies are not bad people. You gotta separate the art from the artist. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Val Kilmer, not Val Kilmer. Um, uh, Madison, Mad Max. What's his name? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. the champs. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. <laughs> My mush mouth. Um, yeah, I, I thought you would hate this song musically. Did you like it musically? Um, I liked one line. Not lyrically, musically. Yeah. Okay. I liked like one because they, they um, there's like one time where they play with the harmony and add in like a high falsetto. I think it was like forgive me, father. Like that, like that yeah. line where they're like, we'll put it in here. But like where they put that high falsetto in, I'm like, ooh, that's something that interests me. And yeah. then they immediately just kind of shit it out on the wayside. How did you feel about that line? Forgive me, father, for I've sinned. Or, uh, what I'm falling is it? in love. Yeah, I'm falling in love, and that's all I have, have a confession today. today. Uh, I feel like this my my picture of this was that he was actually talking to a priest in a confessional the whole time like that's his whole song because i don't feel like he's he gives a shit about the woman in the relationship yeah yeah that one confused i didn't know who forgive me father but i'm falling in love that's all i ever can like it's 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 definitely an interesting line it's evocative but it doesn't make any sense like if he's talking to a priest or a father why would he say blame it on me if he's not who is that line to who's it directed at what's the what's the poetry of that line Where where are we going with it um, yeah, I didn't get it. Musically, I thought you would hate the song simply because I thought it was too Latin for you. I hey, back it off. Hey, now, box set, you had that exact same problem. Right, with. but they were doing it, like I said, the difference between like a, a send up and uh, stealing stuff is just, it's all in the execution and context. And I just felt, I didn't feel like this one was too Latin. Like the box set, I just felt like they were trying way too hard. And for this, the it didn't come through that. This song they use... Uh, maybe, maybe. A marimba, a umbira. I'm going to talk about the umbira. Okay. Yes. Conga, using, xylophone, marimba. Yeah, I got They're it. using a lot of, like, even, not even South American, but, like, African instruments. Woodblock. Do you not feel, I mean, so, but you were okay with this, but you weren't okay with. I, I, would, I didn't say I was okay with it. I just said it wasn't <laughs> as offensive to me as box set. And I, I literally said I hated this song more right. than yes, box set. So that wasn't one of the things that pissed me off. Right. But I'm sure it added in the mix. Yes. I, I really liked it. I liked, I think they do Latin arrangements well. Well, good um, for you. <laughs> you like I said, it's like all of these are, they're not darts from the start to your heart. <laughs> Sometimes they're the darts chart. that are charts to the farts. <laughs> and other parts. Get in the shopping carts. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about that Mbira. Uh, that's that orgel sort of interesting that's, uh, uh, instrument that's at the end of the song. Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and play that part. So, like... I, I thought this was really it sounds like a like a music box like do you yeah. know what it is did you look a yeah. picture of it no I I remember being a kid and coming across it in like a world market oh and yeah like they're pulling it out and be like oh what's this bing bong bing, yeah yeah, bing? yeah if you've never yeah. seen them they're those like they're little like metal uh, strips and you push them down the ends of them and they bing bong bong it's a it's sort of xylophone esque um, but yeah I thought that was really like a cool instrument to use it, it evoked so, I don't know how is this different from you for you than the flugelhorn. I don't think that it was utilized well, the flugelhorn. 
I thought the flugelhorn sounded out of place in that song. I think the Mabira sounds great okay. in this song. So who do you think is the impetus behind these insane instruments? That just I, I shouldn't say insane, but these... Oh, yeah. No, I'll, everything I'll, that's not a guitar and a drum. I'll, everything. I, I, <laughs> I walked that back immediately. I saw you cheat once in Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I feel like these these instruments. I mean, they're they're definitely it's like foregrounding uh, something that isn't normally foregrounded, mm-hmm. and I mean it it breaks the mold of like Western contemporary music. But I mean, there's also the specter of cultural appropriation that you always kind of have to dance around when you pull in other cultures' instruments, especially being who you are. And you can do it right, and you can do it wrong. Yeah. And I felt like that there was nothing offensive to me about the way that the, the sure. Mbira was used in this song. But especially putting it in the historical context of the early 90s, I mean, I don't think that the the idea of cultural appropriation was as yeah, critical as it is fair. right now. Mm-hmm. And especially you had people like, and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, like Paul Simon actually going to Africa and like, I, I want to use these harmonies, I want to use these instruments, like brought mm-hmm. it all back and then it became super popular, which mm-hmm. is probably why they use it here. So I think if we're looking at it through the historical context, I'd say that these are, I don't know, I, I didn't think they were too off, off-putting, yeah. but I thought it was interesting that, that they were trying to break the mold of a rock band. I would agree that I was not off-put by any of those external in- externalities. Did you did you like that they were trying to break the mold of a rock band? I'm trying to get you to, I'm tricking you into saying you like this song. <laughs> I, I liked, I said, I've already said I liked certain aspects of this yes, song. Like, right. This song isn't 100%, well, get to that when we rate it, won't we? <laughs> um, how about the lines, uh, they say that absence makes the heart grow fungus. And then I wax poetic as you're waxing your legs. Uh, are those two in a line here? Is that why I put yes. them? Yes. Yes. Okay. They say that absence makes the heart grow fungus. I wax poetic as you're waxing your legs. Oh, I say you think there's a traitor. So, you say you think there's a traitor among us. Yes. <laughs> Did you feel like he was using fungus because he was looking for a rhyme for Among Us? I have no fucking idea why he used that word. I know wordplay's their thing, but that one, that did not land for me. I, I, the first line I really like, the, they said absent makes the heart grow fungus. I, I thought you, that was... Why do you like that? Because it is funny. <laughs> it made me have a little giggle. So, okay. So what if they replaced that with a cartoon sound effect? <laughs> Boring snip. No, it's, it's, it's the subversion of expectations. That wouldn't be the subversion of expectations, having a cartoon noise. But you hear what absence if, Would makes... you expect a cartoon noise in this song? But <laughs> the subversion wouldn't be as clear. Because when they say absence makes the heart grow... F- you, uh, your brain fills. It does the autofill, right? <laughs> yes, absence makes the heart grow farts. Uh, but then when they say fungus, I mean, it, it's funny because it, it uses that noise and it subverts the expectation. It turns it around. I thought it was clever. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was good wordplay. I didn't. I understand. <laughs> this whole conversation <laughs> is going to be us saying, I liked it. I didn't. Okie dokie. But then the second line God, I did not I wax like. poetics as you're waxing your legs. I hated that It one. was insulting. Yes. It be- was prideful yes i'm poetic yeah i'm saying beautiful things while you're being you're a, you're a dum-dum yes. waxing your legs and i'm being super smart yeah God. but even more than that he, he's saying that he's being super smart and the line sounds like it's wordplay but if you if you even take a little bit of a look at it you're like these are two different like okay you're using wax and who cares like yeah. And this I mean, is stupid. So I could probably get into this song as like written by an untrustworthy narrator like somebody who is trying to give us his perspective on shit but is failing miserably right and i could get in i can get into that aspect of it but i don't know i it i don't feel like it had anything important to say to me on that level yeah probably i mean unlike blame it on the rain which is a fucking sweet jam <laughs> so you don't feel like you've never had a situation 
in which you I mean this this has never happened to you where you were like, alright, you know what? It's it's my fault. It's me. Just blame it on me so we can get over this. I mean I think that's a universal experience. You it's, didn't have any association with this? I did, but that's not the kind that's not how you handle a problem. Like I, I'm sure I've, I did it in the past, but these are things I'm trying to get better at. Yeah. Right? Not this isn't a, this isn't a tactic you should use. But do you? So own... if I think about it, I think about it brings up negative emotions and negative memories for me. Like this is before I knew how to actually talk to people or to be you know a partner in a relationship. Evan, great art is meant to evoke emotion. So if they've evoked emotion. Oh yeah, five stars. All right. <laughs> if they've if they've evoked emotion, if, we could do the the Dylan Welch scale. If you listen to it all the way through. <laughs> And then it's a five star. It's five star. Yes, if you make it all the way through a piece of art, be it a musical episode, a mu piece of music, a uh, movie, and if you finish it, five stars. How does that work for a painting? Did you look at the whole canvas? I don't know. We'll have to reach out to Dylan Welch. Dylan Twelch. Dylan Twelch. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I, I feel like even if I'm beyond that point in my life, I can still look back and say like, yeah, this was this was. You know, this was critical think, to me. At some I think point. what this suffers from. I think if this song hadn't had the Millie Vanilli reference in it, I think for me it would have been better because I sure. wouldn't have immediately compared it to Blame It on the Rain, sure. which I fucking love. Yep. We'll put a little bit more of it in right now. No, I. Love that wasn't it. quite enough. Can we have a little more? Now I want you to now I want you to mix it and <laughs> give me a pizza. Pizza 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 pizza. Okay, great. <laughs> I gave you a pizza. Um, did you put uh, like a Papa John's jingle in that blame it on the? <laughs> I don't know what I did, but uh, uh, honestly, I um. Uh, yeah, no, when, when you put your good art inside of someone else's, or when you put somebody else's good art inside your mediocre art, that's asking for punishment. Right, and I think I couldn't, I couldn't not compare the two songs, yeah. and this came off, this song came off for me so bad in the comparison, yeah. that I just, I couldn't walk it back. Yeah, I feel you, yeah, I, I do think that it's they like were. It's like in a relationship, where you're having an argument, and you say something, and you immediately regret it, but it's too late to take it oh, back, that... Like that, and that just changes the tone of the relationship yep. forever. Yeah. That gave me you, negative feelings just now, so I hate you. Based on principle, that's all we're. Well, I don't hate the bare naked ladies because of this song. I just hate this song. You can hate what I say. I hate this conversation. I guess. Okay, let's get out of here. So, Millie Vanilli. Uh huh. Great band. Mm -hmm. Great uh, artists. Right. I'm in. I think I actually even liked uh, when Rob and Fab did the their own album. Right. I can't believe you know their names, but Rob fair. Pilatus and Fab Morgan. Fab. Fab. Yeah. Okay. Fab Morgan. I think one of them killed themselves. Because he just couldn't, he couldn't escape like the Millie Vanilli. Like, Jesus! Like when everything fell apart, they they had a couple. They tried to have a couple comebacks. Yeah, I think, and and they did do an album. And actually, uh, Rob, I think, is the singer, and Fab was the rapper. I don't. I, I'm probably getting them reversed, but Rob's voice, he sounds like a a German accented Michael Jackson. Really? Like yeah. I put on. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of a song. We can get it on. We're gonna have more Millie Vanilli in this episode than we are Brandon Kidley. That is my fucking. <laughs> Goal. Girl, if I told you once what I feel for you, I would think that you would understand me. Why do I have to beg when I know that you really want the same? 
hear that? Like the, the he sounds like a Michael Jackson. Yeah. But like he's got a thick German accent, which yeah. is like one of the red flags for the fact that they were lip syncing when they came onto like MTV and they're like, right. yeah, 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 doing the song here <laughs> in America. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely a product of its time. I when I listen yeah. to this, I I feel like eh, I don't know if this would go into regular rotation for me. No, but, it wouldn't. Yeah, but, but it's not a bad song. No, it's not a bad song. And it's, I mean, they got they got and then the, the the band who was actually Millie Vanilli, like the keyboard, like the forty year old keyboardist and like the twenty year old vocalist, like they they released like a real Millie Vanilli. And oh that's really? That's another. That's a, it's basically all the songs that would have been on the next Millie Vanilli album. This has become Vanilli. And um, oh, actually, <laughs> Robin Fab were doing the uh, the comeback. They uh-huh. actually recorded a, a new album, and I think it was in the early aughts or something, like or maybe late 90s, and they were going to release it, but then Fab killed himself. Wow. And so the, the core forever? was canceled, and they destroyed all the uh, albums. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there's a Millie Vanilli al- album out there that nobody's ever heard. I'm told, yes, I think so. I bet it has to be on some pirate but, site somewhere. Yeah. And I think I don't know. Blame it on the rain is just so much, so much more self-aware than blame it on me. Yeah. And that might. I mean, it's intentional. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, again, this is an untrustworthy narrator. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I can. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I don't like it, but I can see it. Yeah. And I. And I think it'll. It will actually, in the next few songs, when it gets a little more vulnerable, it becomes. Um, less cohesive as an album because I, I feel like the narrator then is become sympathetic. Mm-hmm. If we are considering Gordon, our narrator, and the alien. Is, all of these are sung through, yes, the alien, <laughs> all of these are sung by Gordon. Uh, I think yeah, his he character to get along with his, everyone from all the different, except he's very abusive. And he doesn't have hands. Yes. <laughs> it's very strange. Wrap your arms around me. takes on an entirely different context. Yeah. Um, wow. It actually, I wish you could have viewed it through that lens. Um, well, when but, we do our album wrap-up, we can do yes. everything through the Spaceman we'll lens. Invite Mellow back on. Yes, yeah. Ground Control to Major Tom. <laughs> um, Which is another great song. Yeah, let's not put that one. <laughs> uh, all right, what else? Anything else about this song? Gosh, yeah, I can't think of anything. Like the Mbira solo at yeah. the end. Like, I, 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 yeah, I put like like stupid notes like relationship to blame question mark and then parentheses be my yoko ono i think a lot of songs on this album are about blaming people or like blame me blame you whom i bl- like don't blame it on yoki yeah <laughs> i i don't know yeah i think, like, I, think I had no i had no alternate reading on this like i'm trying to think of like what this song could be about other yeah. than like a, a shitty mra untrustworthy narrator and I'm yeah. like, like george bush in the first iraq war <laughs> like, blame it on me whatever <laughs> you would have do, 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 do. done that reading there i actually, just did i literally just <laughs> that did. was it that was the whole reading uh there are two great well one great and one questionable alternate versions of these songs i want to play each of them for you real quick okay uh so here's the first one this one is the questionable one blame it on the rain she told me her name was then we danced on the floor She said I am the one But the kid is not my son If all else fails You can blame it on me Well that makes sense Because this kind of resonates with Billie Jean Yeah Billie Jean's a song about impregnating a woman and then denying it to your kid. So I feel like that's the outgrowth of Blame It On Me. <laughs> or uh, what's that other? Or I Love You. Yeah, yeah. Why do you say it like that every time? I that's how you. I imagine it. Fucker says it. I love, I love you. you. He can't say it, uh, honestly. I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you, you slough smees. <laughs> I kind of like this because it does Billy Jean and then it segues into Blame It On Me. I thought that was interesting, at least somewhat. Uh, but here is a really, really great version of this, uh, which I really enjoyed. 
Maybe you will disagree, but we'll see. When they do this live, instead of doing some shitty ending like they always do, the ending to this version is fucking gorgeous. Jim Cregan doing this like bass solo to leave yeah. it out. There's a really sad, apparently this is how they do it live. Cause there's a really sad version of them at like the Iowa state fair doing this. And he's playing this like very mournful, like they're throwing, they're throwing corn cobs at him. <laughs> yeah, basically it's real, real sad. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to a good show at a state fair. Yeah. I would love to see Brennan good ladies at a state fair. That'd be hella awesome. I think it was like last year the fair had like Aretha Franklin. Well, that's kind of cool. And they had, yeah. Did you go at Canfield Fair or no, Columbus? The Columbus Fair. Okay, sorry. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Ohio State Fair. But uh, but I really like that yeah, version. That, actually, that uh, that the what little I heard of it, I really enjoyed yeah. too. And I think that it speaks to the fact they are much older now. Yes, absolutely. And they cut out half the song because I think they realized their verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus was like too much. Blame it on me. Yeah. Uh, so they yeah they cut out like half the song times. and they have that long bass solo yeah, and like and I think they're better musicians now. They're yes. better people. Yes. I say. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I like to say people get better as they like in theory. Like a fine wine. You should get wiser and just become more in tune with yourself as you age. Yeah, I'd say that's probably true. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do, right? Uh, I don't know. Are you? I don't know, Saker. I'm asking you. I'm being really vulnerable here. Um, do you think I'm a better person than I was when you first met me? Yeah. I take your silence as, <laughs> I take your silence as condemnation. I honestly think that you were a good person when I met you, and I don't think you've changed much. Oh. Well, I feel like I've gotten to be a much better person. But I, you know, I don't... It's all internal stuff. Yeah, I don't glimpse your inner life as much as... I, I you know, I mean, we ha we do have, obviously, moments of, of vulnerability and tenderness. But yeah. I think a lot of it is, I, you know, we, we, are, we hang out and we party and we have fun. Uh -huh. So and maybe I don't see a lot of, of vulnerable well, I mean, Evan. Yeah. I definitely didn't see shitty Evan. I mean, you may have been shitty when we first met. I probably was. <laughs> Were you? No. You did make fun of me for <laughs> DJ Duck Pinch. <laughs> and you still are. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? We'll be right back with more It's All Been Done. Hey, Evan. Hey, Sakes. Uh, hey, by now, I'm sure you're familiar with the network flagship, the It's All Been Done Radio Hour. Yeah. Of course. You know, that modern geeky program in the style of old-timey radio serials. Yeah. But I'll bet you've never heard or seen them like this before. Have I not? I bet I have <laughs> not. I'm not going to tell you yet. Just guess yes or no. Yes. You have seen them like this before? Oh, I bet I have. It's the It's All Been Done Radio Hour After Dark. Ha, ha, ha. But wait, I haven't seen them like anything because they're a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. I think they perform live, too. I've In seen... fact, oh, they have a brand new non-canonical version of the show for mature audiences only performed Friday, May 25th at 10 p.m. at Mad Lab Theater in Columbus as part of the venue's Friday Night Afterwards. Are you blown away by that information? I am literally... I was going to say speechless because I, <laughs> I can't... I, I had to do that. Oh boy, I hate you. <laughs> For more information, visit itsallbeendoneradiohour.com and please support all the shows at patreon.com slash IABD. You know you're going to do it. <laughs> That's my tagline now. <laughs> I like that. You know you're going to do it. You know you're going to do it. Okay, let's spin the dial and get a little bonus segment. See what we're going to be doing this week. 
So, our bonus segment this week is... Evan, you're going to have to explain this one to me. This is life in a nutshell. So in this one, we are supposed to reframe the song as an embarrassing anecdote, either real or imagined, about yourself, your co-host, or the BNL boys. Okay. I didn't quite understand it, so, so you go first. So this song is about an embarrassing... Like, we have to say that the premise of this song is it's about something super embarrassing to uh-huh. them. So, I mean, this song's really super easy to do it for because it's just about a time that you were a fucking asshole in a relationship and you basically were, I don't know, it's just an old man, or it's the Bare Naked Ladies, uh, playing Blame It On Me, remembering the actual time that they had done this in a relationship to some poor person. Okay. Are the Bare Naked Ladies one unit in this uh, scenario? Yeah, yeah. I like that. They're they have a band. They have a band girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. So, so I mean, the, the line like, you think you're so smart, but I've seen you naked. I makes them cringe even to this day. Okay, all right, yeah. Because it, it's it's from their experience. They'd actually said that to somebody or thought it. Isn't this just the narrator though? We're so, just saying that the what so, okay, what so, American ladies were the narrator. So Saker, let's say this song is about an embarrassing incident in your life. Uh Uh-huh. What would that incident have been? So here's what happened to me. Okay. Uh, There. See, now you're getting into it. (laughs) I'm not. I have no idea if I'm doing this right. Once upon a time. So, um... Mukashi, Mukashi. (laughs) Mukashi, Mukashi. I walked in. This was in college. Mm -hmm. And as you know, in college, they kind of have those communal bathrooms uh, in some of the dorms. We don't have bathrooms in our own room. Um, So I was getting ready to take a shower. I brought my shower kit, as you have in college. And Mm -hmm. I brought it to the showers. And I, for some reason, was just in my own head. I wasn't paying attention. And I whipped over one of the shower doors, expecting no one to be in there, not hearing, listening for the shower running. And of course, somebody was in there. And I immediately felt horrible. But I also, like, this person was like somebody who was a bully for me. So instead of showing weakness and saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I said, I've seen you naked and I'll probably see you naked again. <laughs> yeah. I pointed at him. I left the shower door open and I just fucking left. Was that an embarrassing? That was great. <laughs> that was great. That was exactly what I was getting for when I, and it's uh, not life in a nutshell. It's life in a nuts hell. So this is perfect. <laughs> okay. Do you have one or was the pretty good ladies one yours? Oh, I could think of one. I don't, that was just, yours was so good. I don't know if I could do it. All right, then that's good. We're done with that segment. Very good. Yeah, it's about as good as the Wikipedia segment. We'll try something else. Okay. <laughs> Bing bong. Bing bong. Brian Wilson, when are you gonna call us? <laughs> Never. <laughs> All right. Uh, so at this point, we decide if this uh, is bare naked or fully clothed. So as usual, F boy, we start with you. F boar. F boar, as I've always called you. That's that's in pri- That's our private name. <laughs> F boar. Sa- sacro. Sacro. <laughs> Sacro and Evbot. Evbot. What was it? Were you asking me again? How bare naked is this song? Uh, I had something for it earlier and then I forgot it entirely. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to say this song was definitely fully clothed for me. Yeah. Uh, It is. Yeah, I just. I feel like this is a fully clothed song that again wants to get naked. Like Mm -hmm. this is a. a, Oh God, this is a fucking incel for me. (laughs) Oh no. This song just like is a he's a bad person he might get better hopefully uh-huh. like, but i feel like he's bad enough that no one's going to put in the work because if like with a person like this right you got someone's got to put in some work on them yeah like somebody's okay. got, he's got someone's got to take this little boy, little boy <laughs> under their wing and they got to teach him you can't you can't treat people like this you can't right. talk to people like this so yeah it wants to take its clothes off so bad yeah and it just gets tears it up inside uh-huh. it's fucking furious <laughs> 
and goes on fucking 4chan message boards and <laughs> talks about it. Goes on Reddit threads, subreddits, sure. sub subreddits. <laughs> is goes, he a red pill? Our red pill guy? He's gotta be. Oh right? yeah, for sure. He's gotta be a red pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. So wake up, sheeple. Okay. Why can't I'm a nice guy? Why won't any women sleep with me or men? Why won't anyone sleep with me? Why won't anyone sleep with me? Uh, yeah. For me, I think this song is um. It's wearing comfortable early spring clothes. It's wearing a long sleeve shirt. It's wearing jeans. It's wearing shoes and socks. So just very basic, normal clothes. But I've seen this song naked, and I'll probably see it naked again. I think so this song, this song exposed itself to you. This song did <laughs> expose itself to me. I think there's glimpses of, of not brilliant. I think there's glimpses of goodness in there this song. There were a couple lines that I really liked, yeah. and I liked some of the musicality to it. And yeah. The, and, yeah, it wasn't... It, it just... The, just it, it left, a, it left a sour taste in my mouth. And I'm going to be honest, you. I didn't listen to this song a hundred times. Really? I listened to it probably ten times and yeah. then just listened to Millie Vanilli for I, the rest of the fucking day. I don't blame you. Yeah, this song is, I think it's fine. It doesn't pull us out of the doldrums of, like I said, I think out of the past three songs we've done, this one might be my favorite. I love you, New Kids. I love you, New Kids on the Block. <laughs> I'm going to say this is my least favorite out of the, the, the last three songs that we didn't like. Yeah. But so it, for me, it didn't pull us out of the the doldrums of these uh, deep cut blues. But it's it was fine. It these was whatever. Baby blues. These deep cut baby blues. It's all been done. Okay, so uh, it's time for a little bit of bare naked males. If you have a question for us, you can get at us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Uh, this one comes to us from a friend named Jared Anderson. So Jared Anderson says. Dear Jared and Aunt Jared and Urson, the two two guys, two friends, Jared and Urson. Yes, is Urson like a Slavic bear god? Uh, that's well. The the email is signed with a paw print, so I can only oh, assume shit. that. Well, Jared and his tutelary spirit, <laughs> Urson. Uh, Jared says, uh, and Urson says, dear Evan and Saker, two questions. Jared and Urson say, <laughs> thank you. You're a teacher. First question. When you cause an international incident, and you will, do you think it will be because of the offense you've given to Canada or to the Western vampire courts? What are you doing to prepare for these inevitable conflicts? That's his first question. Well, uh, so the Western vampire courts, I'm not too concerned about because the politics of their princedoms uh, sort of put them, they've got a lot of fiefdoms and they're always at each other's throats, uh, literally and figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) A little vampire joke for you guys. Good stuff. But yeah, they're just they're just so uh, they're they've really gone in and they've they've lost a lot of power, I think, to these upstarts who are coming in from all over uh, West. I mean, you've got these European old bloods who you know came to this country on the Mayflower and shit like that, and they're just sort of stuck there. I mean, they're just sort of stuck in a rut. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna come out and say it. Western courts, y'all stuck in a rut. You need to get your shit together. Go to sleep for a little bit. Wake up. Just take a take a vacation to Nova Scotia. Uh huh. Go to a city, a beautiful city, a beautiful uh-huh. coastal city. Ooh. Which is uh, actually my, Barrington Street. <laughs> Barrington Street is a street in the city. But anyway, I think that uh, the vampire courts should take to heart this album, Gordon, because this album's about reinventing yourself, uh-huh. right? And they're in a they're in a bad place right now. But I think they can come out of it. Okay, I don't think it's a problem. Uh, in in regards to if if Canada, oh, can, if Canada, uh, I'm preparing my apologies. That's all it's gonna take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think a heartfelt apology. Yeah, I, think, I think Canada Canada would be happy with that. Yeah, we'll just say, oh, it's really our bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, we. Were, That'll be got, it. You know, I got. I remember, I was in Spanish class. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And someone was doing a. We, were, we had to do like little 
performances, uh, like speeches. That's what they were. Right. Uh, and one guy did it about Garfield, uh-huh. and he said, "My name is Garfield. I am in the T. I'm in the TV." Okay. And uh, he was just talking about himself as Garfield. Right. And the teacher corrected him, and she said, "I'm on the TV." Right. And I'm like, "No, he's in the TV. He's Garfield." <laughs> He's talking from Garfield's perspective. And she's like, Enrique, because that was my Spanish name. Like, see me after class. And I just went like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Because I had, like, a lot of impulse control problems as a kid. Okay. So I I, after class, I, like, I'm like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. I don't know what came over me. Yeah. Like, this is a this is an incident that still keeps me up at night. Like, the shame really? that I feel. I have a lot of anxiety issues, Saker, if you didn't know. Wait, is there a... That's the end of the story? That's really the end of the story. I was hoping that she would say, Enrique, see me after class. And after class, she's like... I was, You're a genius. I was correct. I can't Actually, believe that you called me on that. I've been looking for someone like you so to head my new initiative. <laughs> a corollary to that story is when I was in German class as a senior, uh-huh. there were two German teachers, Frau Reilinger and Herr Matty. Herr Matty was like West Germany. He was just fat, sort okay. of jovial Bavarian guy. Right. And Frau Reilinger was like East Germany. She right. was like hardcore. She would like, you didn't speak unless you were called on or whatnot. And she handed out a, a list of learning like the continents or something. And it was like Asia, Africa, North America, South America, India. And I'm like, India is not a continent. Uh-huh. And she's like, uh, yeah, it is. I'm like, no, it's a subcontinent. And I'm like, she's like, but I like it. And I'm like, well, I like Ohio, but that doesn't make it a, that doesn't make it <laughs> a, uh, and she, she's like, get out of my classroom. So she kicked wow. me out and, uh, I got called in to the principal and he sat me down and he's like, Hey, what's, what's all this about? You yeah. Know, like you got written up and shit. And I'm like, well, I was just correcting the teacher because she was wrong. Yeah. It's not a continent. Here's the piece of paper. Yeah. And it was the, it was the senior end of my senior year. I was just taking German because I wanted to. And most seniors could go home. Like, did you have that at your school where nope. at the end of the day, because it's like your fucking last yeah. senior year, end of the senior year, and you don't need classes or what you're either going to a college or you're going to a prep school or you're going right. to anything. Like you're, you're pretty much locked in right. by that point. And so he, they had like an early dismissal where he could leave a couple hours early. And I'm like, no, I'm going to take another class. And he's like, and he like reframed it in such a way. He's like, so you're here. So here's what you feel. You feel like you're not getting the education you want because you're staying here after cl- you're staying here when all of your peers are going away and trying to learn something. And this teacher is not, in, in, not teaching you. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I feel. So I didn't get in trouble at all. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was great. Did he tell you to just drop the class and go home? No, I just kept taking the class. Oh, it cool. didn't fucking matter. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Wow. You really, uh, fucked that teacher over. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> you went to that class later and she felt like she was powerless because you pulled one over on her. Well, as a teacher, what I have to say to you she is was <laughs> she was wrong. She was wrong. She was wrong. And I was kind of a dick correcting her. <laughs> But no, I think that would be natural. Yeah. Do you want to get to Jared's second question? Yes, please. Considering BNL's centuries of undeath and likely mastery of necromantic magics, <gasps> I think it's fair to assume that membership in BNL is more of a supernatural mantle than a mundane choice. I'm imagining a situation similar to Tim, Tim Allen's documentary, The Santa Claus. So if you ever found yourself awaking on a stone altar surrounded by incense and poutine, what would you do with your new powers as a fledgling BNL? May the sweet maple syrup that flows through your veins <laughs> never touch undead Canadian lips, Jared. Ooh. So, if we became members of American BNL, vampire, vampiric members of BNL, what would we do with our newfound powers? This is a, a, a incredible oh, question. Um, so, it gives me the power to be good at music. First, yeah, we would have to because neither of us really. I mean, you play a bunch of instruments, actually. I lied, but I don't play any instruments, so I'd have to figure. Well, I don't out, play them well. Well, like, like the bare naked ladies play their instruments well. Yeah, and I'm also terrified of performing in front of people, so okay. it, would get, it would get rid of my crippling anxiety. Sure. So that's great. Yeah, it would make you a much better person. <laughs> So would you would you return to your partner and child? I mean, I, I feel like the bare naked ladies have l- pretend lie like they have 
kids. Like, Stephen Page has, like, three kids that look exactly like him. But would you bring undeath into that household? Oh, no. Would no, you, no, no, would no. you, would you turn your partner and child? Maybe my partner, but not my kid yet. Really? Oh, you wouldn't want him to stay yes, 16 dude. months forever. <laughs> yeah. I always want a little baby. This, I want this to be my life forever. I want to never not take care Jesus. of a shot. That's fucking horrible. Yes, it is. But I mean, when he grew up and if he wanted to become a vampire, I guess I'd make him a vampire. Right. Yeah. I mean. Because that, there's no like creepiness like we talked about before. Like I'm, I'm his literal father and his vampiric father. There's no like weird sex angle in that shit. Sure. But if you, if you returned to them, I mean, you'd be ruining their lives forever, right? Because, I mean, they could never have a normal life again. I mean, they couldn't have... They they couldn't have a normal life if I was just a regular bare-naked lady. Well, you could leave them, is what I'm saying. Your partner and child could still have a life. But, I mean, if you you turn them... I feel like they'd be better with me as vampires. Really? Yeah, I feel like... I feel like living together with my partner would be great. Yeah, I suppose that's why you married. I mean, partner. forever. Yeah. I'm mean, sure we take breaks and shit, but I, I like I like him pretty much. He's a good guy. All right, that's. I fair. should say my partner prefers male pronouns. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um. So yeah, I, what would I do with the power? Uh, I'd number one fucking take an axe. I'd press the big red button on this podcast and stop it forever, and I'd destroy all the content so that no one could ever <laughs> know the secrets. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've done too much already. Yeah, they. I mean, that's the way they would do it. They'd have to turn us. Oh, yeah. Because we know the secret. Well, or they could kill us. Yeah. But if they kill us, it only gives more credence to what our theories. What if they come to destroy us and Smash Mouth saves our lives? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? We paid $45 for those tickets. Yeah. We, we deserve it. And they that was us. a good concert. It was a, it it was was a concert. My, my expectations were very low. Yeah. And they exceeded them substantially. It was a joy seeing Smash Mouth Steve up there. Having a blast. blast. It was, we should say like it was fondling like... Fondling his lead guitarist. It was like the the first time his guitarist had come back and played with the band in like a long time or yeah. something. And so they were on stage like having a ball. They, yeah, they were, were very drunk. Exci- yeah, yeah, very excited. It was a, it was a fun time. But uh, so what else would I do? Um, boy, I'd, I don't know. I'd, I'd spruce up my, my Halifax coffin apartment. I would... <laughs> um... oh, that, okay, so that's it. When you get when you become a, a Canadian vampire, you have to move to Canada. You have to move to Halifax specifically. If that's where, the, that's where they're located. Yes, that's their headquarters. Even though none of them live there. <laughs> I don't think so. No. Maybe they, live, they grew up in Toronto. Uh, and I'd uh, I'd 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 grant interview requests to all the fledgling podcasters out yeah, there. I would respond. I'd respond. They gotta, I, the thing is, if they're not vampires, they got to get ahead of this, right? Yeah. And if they are vampires, they got to get ahead of us. They just yeah. need to come and like dominate us. They need, yeah, they need like, to like do mind something. control. Yeah, yeah, mind control. That would be the most easy, easy way to do the easy way to do yeah. it. Yeah, or maybe I mean, once we're too much of a threat, but then you got those Western vampire courts. Yes, you do. Those are. Uh, we're. I think you're right. I don't think we have a whole lot to worry about with the Western vampire courts. I think we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Evan. Uh, Another episode in the can. We did it. Yeah. We blamed it on ourselves. Blame it on if it all else fails. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still don't have any iTunes reviews to read. Yay! Unfortunately. Thank you for not giving us <laughs> reviews. But uh, right now, uh, we P- do have... You. I would love you to review the podcast. I love you to review the podcast. <laughs> I love it. Uh, subscribe, share it with your friends, rate it. Uh, we have a uh, Facebook. Uh, it's all been we done. We have a Facebook. I have a Facebook too. We both have secret Facebooks, private Facebooks that you can't join, but you can join our Facebook <laughs> for It's All Been Done. Uh, we have a Twitter been, at Been Done Pod, which we update fairly regularly. Um, beyond that, I don't know. Hey, Evan. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing?
EvanDickin.com is the place to go yeah. if you want to check out all of Evan Dickin's stories. DailySciencefiction.com. Please search Shut up for your Dickin. Mouth. Shut up your uh, mouth. There are uh, anthologies in um, shark-related anthology magazine, clown-related <laughs> shark anthology, anthology magazine. magazine. Uh, what, what <laughs> I want to start shark-related anthology magazine. It's just... <laughs> I don't know. It'd be like once a decade it would come out. <laughs> go buy the Young Explorers Science don't Fiction do that. Guide. Read a story. Uh, probably please, please the best Evan Dixon story I've please ever don't. read. Shut up. Please don't. Please don't. Okay. Please be. Please I'm be. Saker. I'm Elvin. And we'll see you again in one